Hello, and welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. I'm your host, Sarah Bueno. Today's guest is another Instagram friend, you guys. Oh my God, it's so amazing to me that I have met some of the coolest people out there just by posting pictures and shit. It's so cool. You know, this is what I feel like social media was made for, right? You know, Facebook was designed to really be able to keep in touch with friends and family you don't see very often. And I also think that utilizing that platform to have a genuine human connection is like the best. I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you. So We'll be speaking today with Jordan Brain, and Jordo is a tarot lover who offers mail-delivered readings and helps spread tarot's reach in healing. He is also queer, trans, a parent, spouse, teacher, student of nature, and on his own spiritual journey. Jordan celebrates connection, community, and the co-creation in supporting one another through our unique human experiences. And I got a reading from Jordan, and I wanted to share it with you. You know, I've talked a little bit on this podcast about my own difficulties in being a business owner, a manager, and, you know, opening a new business and working in partnership with other people. And I'm kind of at this place right now where everything is coming to a head. Some things are completely falling apart. And to be honest with you, today I experienced absolute paralysis of just being overwhelmed and shame too, feeling like I'm failing and not doing it right. And I got Jordan's letter probably about a week or a week and a half ago. And it spoke to me at the time. But of course, like all these things, it speaks to me even more dramatically right now. So I'm going to read part of it to you. So Jordan had pulled the nine of wands. It says the nine of wands has appeared to perhaps reflect back on a part of your inner self who has taken on a lot with your fuel of passion fighting for change and for others. This card can represent wounds and also your own strength. Your resiliency is infinite, and through these experiences, challenges, and even pain, you change. You won't be who you were before starting this fight. But look at all that stands with you, the flames of others, the structures of support, structures within your communities. Pause and realign your focus. Why do you do the work? How does your passion fuel great changes, both in others and yourself? How can you get in touch with your own strength? You are doing so much more than standing still. You are growing through the goods and the hards. Honor all that you have experienced and done. So that's only part of the letter. Also, one of the lovely things he included is a picture. I believe he took these pictures and he said he gets them printed and then just writes on them with a Sharpie. And the picture is of, it looks like rocks on a beach with a feather and it says, I belong everywhere. And that's the thing that really made me cry when I first opened it up, because that's the message that, I mean, every single one of us needs that message. And especially right now when it feels like failure is imminent and can't be avoided, I belong everywhere at the same time. And this interview with Jordan I hope that it opens your heart and touches you as much as it did for me. Today was a day of struggle for me, and I have a renewed energy and sense of gratitude that I haven't felt this whole week. So, Jordan, cheers, my friend. 
Hello, Jordan Rain. Welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy too. But we were just talking about how both, like both of us seem to be the same sorts of people, but we're experiencing extremely low energy right now and all kinds of wackadoodles. <laughs> yes, this is so fun. <laughs> not. But, <laughs> not, but this is actually fun. So I'm mm -hmm. really grateful that we had this to look forward to and yeah. space carved out. And I love that we're just showing up as we are and to connect. I'm grateful. I think listeners really appreciate that too. I have a I have a couple friends who are hey JB and Lisa that are like uh, they always listen to every episode and I know that they appreciate that part of it that it's this is really authentic and you know I don't try to pretend like things are okay when they're not and so I appreciate that you show up that way as well. Awesome. And I love that your friends listen to all of your podcasts. That's perfect. They're amazing. So it's yeah. really cool. So I would love to have you start off by telling the listeners who you are and what you do, and that can include all of the facets of self, whatever you feel is important. Okay. Thank you. And I won't include all of the facets. <laughs> right. It's only about an hour. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's still such a new and funny thing for me to talk about myself. And I'm sure my friends are like, oh, yeah, right, Jordan, you can talk about yourself forever. But just in terms of this format. And yes, like so many of us, I am many things, but my name is Jordan. I have become a tarot reader, and that's how you and I initially connected. Mm -hmm. And I send tarot readings through the mail. I'm, mm -hmm. We'll probably talk about that. I'm also a special education teacher. I teach middle schoolers. You know, you have to fit into one of the 13 disability categories to receive special ed funds. Mm. So they all at least have the label social, emotional, and or behavioral disorders. Mm. So that's something I've been doing for almost 10 years mm. and is a big part of who I am and what I'm currently doing on this planet. I'm also a spouse and parent. I'm queer. I'm transgender. I have a female body. I go by he, him, his pronouns. Mm -hmm. My students made the switch last year, which is awesome. Mm. I go by M. Jordan at work, Aww. which has been so huge and healing to not have this last little pocket in my life where I was going by pronouns that made me want to puke. So yeah, that's a little bit about who I am and what I do. That's awesome. So let's start with the special education part. Because we had emailed a little bit about that and you were like, yeah, I do tarot and this is what I do. Otherwise, I'm like, that's even better because <laughs> that's certainly healing work. Teachers are, I think they're healers. So I'm curious what led you to the special ed career. So I am like one of those teachers that knew I was going to be a teacher since kindergarten. Mm. I was a very like quiet child that loved rules and structure. I was very timid and I just loved school and admired my teachers. I was just always in love with them. And, mm. you know, I was that kid, really loved learning. And so I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And then I think kind of going through, I got my BA in sociology and was just really interested in sort of oppressed 
minority groups. And when I would take classes involving education, I would look at gender, but I just ended up being really interested in how people with disabilities have been treated historically, which is horrifying if you go way back. I mean, you probably can still look at this going on today, but Mm -hmm. there are some extreme things going on. And yeah, I just, you know, felt all fired up and passionate about wanting to work with students with special needs and didn't really know exactly what population that would be. I thought I was going to do life skills sort of classrooms and ended up just serving a practicum. At the time, I was like, what is this school? I'm Mm. terrified. Why are there kids screaming and swearing and Mm. tearing up? I mean, you know, I never because then if you kind of go back to who I was as a student, I was like, what is this place? And at first I was pretty intimidated, but I also loved them. Like you just Mm. can't not love these amazing, beautiful kids who are brilliant and loving And most of them, not to stereotype, have learned these behaviors. They are so smart and they (laughs) figure out the system. Yeah. And when they were at their neighborhood schools, like for many of them, they figure out how to get sent home every day. I mean, Mm. we're so predictable as adults. (laughs) And I mean, they're like, oh, great. Flip a desk. Call the teacher a bitch. I'm good to go home. I don't want to be here anyways. Doesn't feel good here. Maybe I'm worried about something at home. And then people are just sort of baffled that they're not changing, but they don't really have a reason to choose a different choice when they're embarrassed or frustrated Mm -hmm, or whatever. mm -hmm. So I just ended up continuing to serve practicums and did my student teaching at this school, which is K through 12. And so I'm going to talk about the school for a sec because that's where I am. It's K through 12. We serve seven different school districts. So we're sort of like an off campus for all of these schools, elementary to high school. And we currently have four classrooms and cap at 12 students. And I Mm. have two full-time instructional assistants. So that's a one-to-four ratio. Mm. And it is amazing. I'm obsessed with my students. They are hilarious. (laughs) They tell me I'm cringy. You know, I just try. What's that? Sarah? (laughs) What? I'm not up on the lingo. What are the kids saying these days? You are not. So cringy is like supposed to be bad, but it's bad good. Highly associated with memes. So they want to do cringy memes. Okay. So then I decided to start taking pictures of my students and making memes out of them. And I would just like have one up on the board when they walk in in the morning. Oh my God. That's so awesome. (laughs) Or even better and more horrifying for them, like a selfie of me. They can't stand it. Like if I get a Ah. selfie up there and then say something about how I'm the cringe king, they are done. All of their heads are down on the desk. They're like, amazing. No, send me home. But they love it. Yeah. We have a really good time. So yeah, I guess this like once I stepped foot in the school, I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And I just was immediately hired there. And it's Mm. amazing to where I want to be. And As you're telling these stories, I'm thinking about the relationship is probably for you even more so than a teacher who would teach like some general education. Mm -hmm. The relationship between you and the student is probably much like the therapeutic relationship that I have to have with clients. And 
you probably also have to use like motivational interviewing kind of techniques to like get students to make different choices. And so I'm guessing that in that way, our jobs are not too dissimilar. Absolutely. I mean, the relationship is everything. It's everything. And sometimes when we have teachers coming in from other schools, trying to look at how to implement different strategies or whatnot into the on-campus behavior programs. Mm. It's so hard for me to not sound like a cocky Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. because there are strategies to be taught and learned. And some of us have it a little bit extra, you know, in terms of connecting. And like, Mm -hmm. I remember when I went through my teacher school, so much time was spent on boundaries and I value boundaries a lot. And (laughs) if I am a robot, why in the world would they listen to me when they are escalated? I mean, why? If we have no trust and we don't have love, I mean, in that moment, if I'm telling them to do something different than what they want to do and what they've done for so long and what they've been shown is what you do when you're angry. I mean, why Mm -hmm. in the world? And not that they do every single time, but Mm -hmm. yeah, the rapport is just huge. It's very much like therapy is a science and an art and teaching is too, right? There are certain things you have to know, of course, to be able to be a teacher, a pedagogy and such. Yes. I remember that from my music education days. (laughs) You must say pedagogy with this accent. (laughs) But then there's the art, that piece that you say like, oh, we just, some of us have a little bit extra. I just say that's like the gut. That's like the intuitive putting your own stuff aside in order to see a person clearly, because I'm thinking about power struggles, right? Because that's pretty much Mm -hmm. probably what you run up against. And if Mm -hmm. your ego is threatened because your technique is not working on the student, then you get mad, you get triggered, and then a power struggle ensues. But if you've got that wisdom to be able to put your ego aside and be like, okay, this should be working. It's not. Let me try something else to actually meet the kid where they are. That's the art. No, that's beautiful. And I am not perfect in that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just use tools like I'm sure you use like self-reflection, huge mm-hmm. hello to, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's in the moment or sometimes it has to wait until later. And wow, I really could have backed down there or traded out. It's really nice to have a team. And even sometimes when I second guess myself, you know, and sometimes you hear, no, you really did the right thing there in that situation. But I'm not perfect and I'm always learning. But Absolutely. Those power struggles can be really wicked and they're not good for anybody. So Mm -hmm. just reflecting and trying it again, you know, it's kind of like parenting, like, oh, if you mess up, there will be another chance in about 10 seconds to to do that well, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine. I really struggle with thinking about how someone can be with kids all day long and then come home to their own. Like, you are some sort of fucking hero. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) To be able to do that, I I couldn't. Mm. I can't. I won't. Thank God for you. (laughs) I get it. I can so see that. And I don't know how it works. Probably a huge part is, you know, my partner, my wife, we make a really good team. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing because it changes everything. And I've heard of other situations and it sounds like that would be challenging. So I am grateful Mm -hmm. for a good team at work, you know, and a good team at home and it's fun. I'm busy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So you're super busy, obviously, saving the world and all the children, and <laughs> you're saving people's souls by sending them tarot in the mail. Oh, Let's talk God. about that. And how did this come to be? <laughs> uh, and there's just so many beautiful people out there saving the world, Sarah. Yes. You, I mean, we're all just doing our part. Right. Five years ago, I identified as being an atheist and really Ooh. oh Sarah I would have died if wow. you were to tell me but there's nothing like a little Saturn return to just shake <gasps> you right out of that yep true is that 19 years Mm-mm, that is about 29 ish oh so 29 okay would have been good for me to know what a Saturn return was mm-hmm. while I was going through that. I've had someone, they're like, how are you queer? And you didn't know about that. I'm like, I don't know. But hmm. a year later, when I plugged mine in into the Google and I was like, ooh, that was those four months. Hmm. That sucked. So yeah, <laughs> in terms of how I found tarot, I had it some internal implosion time Mm. four years ago. Mm. That's cool. I'm glad that that's getting further and further away. And when I sort of started crawling out of it, you know, tarot sounds cool. And I think I wanted a spiritual tool. I wanted Mm -hmm. to connect with myself. And in terms of spirituality, so many of us have been kicked out of sort of the God club or having a spiritual path because we didn't fit the norms for a pre-written religion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that in terms of wanting to open that door to my own spirituality, spiritual growth, anything, I wanted anything, tarot Mm. felt pretty far away from like, Christianity or, you know, Mm -hmm. was baptized Catholic. So it felt so weird and just queer friendly, I guess. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That I was like, I want a tarot deck and Mm. fell in love as many of us have. And I get really passionate about all things (laughs) that I learn about really and wanted to share it with friends and family. And so just About a year and a half ago, I just kind of opened it up on my personal page. I was like, hey, friends, I'm doing this thing and it is Mm. changing my life. And I just kind of thought like, hey, I'm going to buy this tarot deck and an oracle deck and I'm going to pull cards and I'm going to send the actual cards Mm. because I'm I'm sentimental. And I just think there's something really neat about having like a reminder or like holding this like little guide, you know, this teacher. I believe that tarot represents just all of who we are in our own life journey. So it's really like holding on to a piece of yourself. But yeah, and then it just kind of outgrew my own little personal private Instagram and and Mm. talking with friends made the choice to kind of open it up. And I have been blown away. I just want to like cry right now. And it's probably because like all the things we've been feeling, but I've just been (laughs) (laughs) blown away by the community on Instagram that I have found because I don't know, on my personal one, it was mostly like friends and family. And Mm -hmm. on this other one, I've opened up to following all kinds of healers and Mm -hmm. just beautiful people spending time and energy to shine their lights. I know that might sound Mm. like a little cheesy, but really, I mean, just to like give love and I'm just grateful for it and blown away by everybody and have received a lot of love 
myself mm-hmm. through Sincerely the Tarot. And I'm obsessed with it. I totally like right now I write three letters a day and that's going to need to slow mm-hmm. down. I'm going to take September off from new orders anyway. And it's this beautiful thing. And I don't know, you know, how it will grow and evolve over time, but I feel completely honored. I've had people come to me for some really intense life stuff where like, I just read the message and I'm just crying. Right. I think these are the boundaries sometimes people speak of, but again, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm fuck <good>. boundaries. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, not with my heart, you know, my right. heart is just right. not a space for that. And I, yeah. other ways like business wise, like stuff like that, even though I'm constantly like, if anyone needs one for free, please let me know. I mean, mm. I just, I want people to have access to tarot if they want it. I'm not saying this has to be a tool for everybody, but if this is a spiritual tool that people can heal themselves with, I want them to start having a relationship with it. And I don't Mm -hmm. think people need to like get sincerely the tarot letters forever, Mm -hmm. but I would love to just facilitate and hold some space and give some structure to starting an experience with the tarot. Yeah. But Sarah, I don't know. Is it okay if we talk about you? Like, I don't talk about anything. Sure. What's your relationship with tarot? So I just interviewed a gal, her name's Charlotte, and she was really the first person to kind of explain to me like what tarot was. And when she talked about it as the spiritual tool, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, I think most people have the assumption that it's like, oh, this is reading your future. And that's not at all. Because every time I pull a card, it's just validation for what Mm -hmm. I've been thinking or feeling and just a little like nod. And I, I talk about it as like, that's a way that the divine can speak to me, like actually like give me confirmation for things. So I have the writer deck, you know, and I pull cards every once in a while. I have some Oracle cards and crystal cards. I'm obsessed with crystals Mm -hmm. right now in a way that is slightly addictive. (laughs) I I know. Not even joking. (laughs) Yeah. I'm chalking it up to, again, like the energy in the universe being just so fucking harsh. Like I need every Mm -hmm. powerful talisman on this earth to protect me right now from everything. So does that answer the question? Yes. And we're really in sync and aligned then, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think there is this huge movement happening that really fits Mm -hmm. kind of just the way that you spoke about using tarot, that Mm -hmm. it is not this fortune telly. Like that would be so stressful for me. I would not use tarot if it was going to like predict my future. No, thanks. Like I'm also just like not interested in spending time on something like that. But I do think there is that longstanding kind of idea about tarot for sure. But mm-hmm. yep, I use it the same way. It's it's a way to connect with my highest self and challenge me and push me. You know, I do want my ass kicked a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not not today. Thanks. I actually got I a really <laughs> a really supportive poll today. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I love you. I know. Thank you. That's just what I needed. And yeah. actually dropped in a like little brand new idea that I was like, oh mm. yeah. Cause at first, you know, sometimes if you see a card and you're like, uh, what does this have to do with anything that I just asked about? Yep. And then I was like, oh, like it only took 10 seconds. And I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. You mm. know, and what card was it? It was the nine of pentacles. And what meaning did that have for you? If you don't mind sharing. I do not mind. I will be slightly vague just to protect other people. But sure. it was just a little inquiry around some health stuff in our family. Mm-hmm. And for me, that card in that moment was about me spending energy and time on loving my own body. Mm. And 
as a parent or just a human who like loves and cares about other humans, sometimes it's really hard, especially as a problem solver, mm-hmm. like someone who has that mindset of like, I will fix this. And when there's something, you know, that you cannot quite fix in the way that you would want to be able to physically it's hard. And so to me in that moment mm-hmm. was celebrating and loving kind of all that my body offers me, mm. giving my body love and knowing that we are all one. And as I give my body love and connect with all the glory that it is, I help to energize that for others who may be experiencing some health issues. Wow. This might be too much of a leap, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that for someone who identifies as trans, that's almost even more powerful because I imagine if you're living in a body that feels like it's not quite the right fit, that that's an even bigger message for you. Yeah, we've done a lot of work together, this body and I, and I'm in a pretty loving place with it right now, and it's been a long road. I've been out as trans for, I don't know, 12 years, Mm -hmm. and thought for many years, you know, that I would, I know transition isn't always like the PC thing to say, but I would take hormones and Mm -hmm. definitely like top surgery. And yet it is not my story that I was born in the wrong body. I was Mm. definitely born in the right body. And in fact, it's part of kind of my spiritual growth that I've come to a place (laughs) to believe that I've chosen this body. That's Awesome. (laughs) So awesome. It's pretty powerful. And I'm a little mindful around talking about it just because I know that is so not the case for so many trans folks. Right. So by no means am I like, ooh, do some spiritual work and just hang in there, buddy. No. This is your story. No, no, this is only my story. And I have spent so much time and energy, you know, like admiring people who have taken hormones and like, look at their muscles and their Mm. facial hair and like, oh, that feels like me. And it's interesting because I just don't identify with men a lot. Like that's definitely Mm. a a big Mm -hmm. grand statement. And I actually have a really great relationship with my father, which feels unique these days. And so I don't know if this comes in from past lives you know, ancestor trauma. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. And I think I have a long ways to go on my spiritual path and I will be doing work and inquiry around that. But, you know, the women's circle, that's my home. That's my people, my posse and close with my mom. And I gave birth, I carried one of our children and that Mm. was always the thing I wanted to do. Mm. So that wouldn't have worked out very well if I had a male body and I breastfed. Wow. I remember someone being like, you're going to really identify and connect with your femininity when you do that. I didn't, Hmm. for the record. But it was still a beautiful way to connect and take care of my baby. It just didn't feel feminine to me, I guess, is my point. So yeah, loving my body feels important both for myself, for other trans folks, Mm -hmm. and just for all the people who struggle in their relationship with their body, because that... That's most of us. (laughs) ...is just... Yeah, I think that's a big part of some of our lives here, and I don't think that that's something that just trans people experience. As you're talking, you know, I'm thinking about my own relationship with my body and some more spiritual-type readings I've been doing lately, just talking about the body as a vessel for your soul and your spirit. And I've thought to myself before, like, I'm just good-looking enough that I've not been... (laughs) 
bear with me. It sounds a little superficial first. I'm just good looking enough that I've never been like denied anything in my life for not appearing good enough. But I'm also not good looking enough that I haven't had to struggle with Mm. the way that I look. And I've just kind of hit on this recently. I feel like I'm just outside of every group. Like talking about the word queer, I think people would probably assume that I would take that label for myself, but I don't because I don't feel like I fit in with that group. But I also don't feel like I fit in with feminine women. I'm just outside of everything and I'm okay with that. Like that's why I call myself a unicorn because I'm just on the periphery of everything. So I feel like I've gotten a taste of a lot of different areas of life. I was started talking about my body and now all of a sudden I'm talking about that. But whatever. It's all interesting, right? <laughs> Let's go. But that was seriously like Sarah, that to me is the best thing ever. It felt like you weren't trying to say it in the sense of like, look at me, I'm so unique, but you are. Right. And that's so beautiful. And I see like a heaviness in it as well in terms of mm-hmm. like where are my people kind of like, do I fit in here? And mm-hmm. and the word queer is really interesting. I think there are a lot of people that feel like they're not queer enough or they don't right. exactly. sort of like live in the physical realm as queer enough, right? Like if it's all kind of inside, I guess, and you're not mm-hmm. kind of like doing anything right now. But just to say to anyone, it doesn't have to be to you, like, please use the word if that feels mm-hmm. good. And if it doesn't, mm-hmm. then don't. I can't say like we're all queer, but but kind of. I mean, if any, yeah, and if anybody wants it, have it. I mean, it's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful family, and I mean, everybody should be welcome here. You know, if that feels good Mm -hmm. as an identity or as a home, as a family. But anyways, I just really am loving the way you just described yourself. And again, I don't mean to like make it like simple and pretty, like, oh, how cool that you are so unique. You don't fit in all these groups. But Mm -hmm. just to me, I just love that. I just think of you on this planet (laughs) and what a gift. Thank you. I do think that it's a gift. And I think that part of why I have that is to kind of inspire people to live their own truth. You know, like I'm obviously not afraid to cover myself in tattoos, have crazy different hair colors and The thing that I hear most that makes me so sad, people will say, oh, I could never pull that off Mm -hmm. or I'm not brave enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's bullshit. It makes me sad for you because you're telling yourself that you don't have capacity to do something that you would express yourself the way that you would want to express yourself. Fuck you, society, for doing that to everybody. Absolutely. And in working with the tarot, you know, we we are deeply reminded a lot to check our self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to be so careful. And again, it's not on the individual. Absolutely that these are created ideas, but you can let them go. If you've absorbed yes. this kind of like self-limiting belief and you spend time thinking it or you say it to other people, even through sarcasm. I mean, I love sarcasm and it can be this like awful place to Mm -hmm. just rip ourselves apart. And I just invite people to just stop doing that. And I know it's hard and it's a habit and you're going to mess up, but I mean, try it. Try Mm -hmm. to not say that thing anymore that you say that takes something away, even if you're like, well, I don't want it anyways. I don't actually want to do my hair like that anyways. Well, I just wonder, you know, if we just one by one start Mm -hmm. taking away the ways that we limit ourselves. Right. So much freedom and openness and creative opportunity opens up. 
Right. And everybody has something, right? Because for some people, it might be, oh, I can't dye my hair that way. But if it's not your hair, it's something. I could never Mm -hmm. wear XYZ or I could never, you know, come out as trans or queer or any of these, you know, whatever it is. Everybody's got their something that you're right. This self-limiting belief holds us back. And that I think is part of why. So the transition that we're all going through right now, like the celestial energy that's pulling up all our shit, I think this is part of why, right? We're given an opportunity to really fucking look at all of it. Like, I feel like my guts are torn out and strewn Mm -hmm. around the room and I'm looking at all of them, (laughs) deciding Mm -hmm. what I'm going to put back in my body and what's going to stay outside. And we have an opportunity right now to change a lot of those self-limiting beliefs. And a thing that I've been working on with my therapist is this victim voice that keeps coming up for Mm. me and limiting the way that I can step into my power. And I'm going to ride my bike to the lake tonight and do the weird ritual that my therapist invited me to do. (laughs) And I'm going to throw that victim into the lake because I don't need her anymore. Oh, I love your therapist. Oh, my God, you would. She's also on the podcast. So Susan Lipschitz. Yeah, listen to that episode and you'll be like, (laughs) please, can we all be doing weird rituals? Yes. There was some lovely political stuff going on two months ago, always. But Instagram is a tricky place. It just politically gets tricky. And I find myself not knowing what to do sometimes in terms of how I'm energizing my space on Sincerely the Tarot. Mm -hmm. But anyways, because I wanted to do something, I opened up an invitation and asked if anybody wanted to co-create a ritual in the name of Harmony. Mm. And had like, I don't know, maybe 20 amazing people say yes and we have the same need. Like I need to do something. I don't know what Mm. I need love. I need to give love. And so I just kind of facilitated, you know, my role was simple and facilitation, but we all came up with a different piece. So like some people recorded some healing sound Mm. music and, you know, there was poetry, prayer, some symbols and like different things. And then we all performed it individually, like across a few days. And it was really beautiful. I have a friend who she's been practicing yoga way before yoga was cool. And she's part of this community from an ashram that she lived in for a while. And she said that they've committed to a daily practice for a year of certain yoga and meditation techniques. And then They're going to come together in January, and the goal is that this practice will heal the collective. So, yeah, fucking ritual. Like, this is, we're being called to come back to the intuitive. Just, we've been doing it wrong. And I say we as a culture, you know? Mm -hmm. Jordan, will you be my new best friend? Yes. Oh, my God. This is the coolest thing about Instagram. And you'd said when we emailed, you know, you found such an awesome community, like, had I not done this podcast, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet you and to have this conversation. And that's how I feel now. Like, I feel like I can breathe where earlier I didn't feel like I could breathe. I will have gone like through a little portal. I think, you know, after we're done speaking here, I can just kind of move forward in a different space and not like everything's changed, but just like connection is huge to me. It's everything. Well, since we're talking about healing the collective, I'd love to know your thoughts on that word as applied to yourself. If I am, we all are. That is the title of the episode. Bam, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love you. I love you. Oh my god, oh. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want it to be weird because we just met. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh, please no. I am the right person for all of that. Yes. Such a lover over here. That's hilarious. (laughs) I think that any resistance up until sort of this time in my life that I would maybe have around identifying that really would have come more from not understanding Mm -hmm. what I just said. We're all here to do this work, to heal ourselves, but also support the healing of the rest of humanity. I mean, in this planet, this beautiful planet, I've got a lot of Gaia love and there's a chance we could do something really beautiful here. And we'll see. I'm not going to try to take all of that on, but I'm going to do my own healing work for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even just five years ago, I mean, so annoyed if anybody were to suggest I should look into my childhood or just even do work. I don't know why. I don't know if that was just like a place of laziness. Fear, I guess, probably yeah. would be. <laughs> yeah, that'd be my guess. I'm really happy to have moved through that part, at least. So much work to be done for me. And as I continue to grow and learn more about what works for healing myself, may I also be able to kind of open up in other ways to support that process with others and continue to be really open to the sort of healing work that people have to offer me. The interconnection is just mm-hmm. intense and beautiful. And then how about wounded healer? How does that strike you? Yepers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cutest response I've ever gotten to that question. Yepers. <laughs> Check. Yeah, you know, language is really interesting So part of with Sincerely the Tarot, I pull a tarot card, I pull the oracle card, and then I make these affirmations just Mm -hmm. from photographs that I've had taken and had printed. And then I write with a Sharpie, you know, open myself up and kind of see what wants to come through and be said there. And sometimes I look at the language and I'm like, how can I be born wounded and also be born whole? Ugh, yes. Oh, that just hit me right in the third chakra. (laughs) I spiritualed so hard, I pulled a chakra, you guys. Oh, my God. I'm feeling so much better. (laughs) Same. And I knew it. I knew it. I think we both did. So I can't dive too deep, for sure, in the verbiage around being a wounded healer. But it's complex, I know, Mm -hmm. for all of us. And I just know that Well, for me, it's my truth that stuff is passed down, you know, Mm -hmm. through our lineage and we carry stuff. And so there's work to be done. There are wounds that exist. And I do believe that it matters that I do that work. You know, I've been really into this idea that I've probably read and I've also written about that we are also ancestors, right? And wanting to do my part for any lineage to come, you know? And I also know to be like, you're already healed. You're Mm -hmm. already whole. You're already perfect. It's complicated, but I hold space for both of those truths. So wounded healer, yes. I'll speak for myself, but I've hurt myself, you know, through this life. Like anytime I've hurt another being or Mm -hmm. that I did limit myself from a place of fear and Just to say, I'm also really proud of the work and growth I've done. 
but you don't just snap your fingers and have all that other stuff and still, still mm-hmm. making mistakes, right? Still not showing up as my best self at times and feeling pain from that because I'm sensitive and I want to be my best self. You know, I do a mm-hmm. lot of writing about like our highest self and it's like, yep, want that. And I'm having a human experience. So it's just not simple. Yeah, we are healing the world. And that sounds so cheesy to say. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, heal the world, make I know, it a better I could, place. <laughs> I was like, there's a song now in my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I, it's a beautiful song. I right. want to sing that song with you. Yes. But it's true. And like conversations like this, like this is the medicine that I need to get through everything that's happening in my life right now because I fucking met you on Instagram. I was just super drawn by the idea of what you do. You know, had you pull cards for me? Of course, it like landed at the very right time with the exact right words, which I knew it would. And now, like, clearly, you and I are meant to be friends. Yes. <laughs> and we're totally on the same wavelength and really trying to do our part to contribute in this life in a meaningful way. Thank God that there are those of us doing it. Yes. And you're amazing. And it's an honor to even feel like we could run in the same circle or be on the same wavelength. It's an honor. And it humbles me really to Mm -hmm. see beautiful people like you and then to feel welcome. And like I'm, you know, sharing the same space. And, you know, I will forever be so grateful for Sincerely the Tarot for that. It just blew open my world, really. You know, I just, I had this, like, creative thing that wanted to exist, and I let it, and I opened the doors, and I'm just so humbled. And kind of watching myself, I'm also, like, sick of myself at the same time. I'm like, oh, please (laughs) do not post another selfie. I just, I'm like... Jordan, don't do it. Three hours later, done. I'm like, but my hair looks so good in this picture. And I'm like, I cannot get on Instagram right now because I don't want to see myself on there. What am I doing? Mm. You know, I do love it. And I love connecting with people and I get sick of myself. But also I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like years from now, I hope I look back and I'm like, whoa, that time was crazy. That changed everything. Also, I listened to one of your podcasts because I've become a fan so quickly. Like right away, I think I'd listened to you for maybe, I don't know, seven minutes. And Mm -hmm. I got on and messaged you that like I was falling in love with you or something. And then I did the thing where I was like, oh, no, too strong. Always, Jordan, (laughs) coming on too strong. But it seems like you're okay with it. Totally. And I've listened to quite a few by now. And you talked about Marco Polo on one. Yeah. (gasps) And I recently <gasps> got on Marco Polo. Just well, saying. done. We won't exchange our numbers <laughs> on the podcast, but we will do so after and done. We are Marco Polo buddies. Excellent. Oh, Jordan, you fed my soul tonight. Oh, Sarah, you've done the same. And I truly thank you. Thank you for existing. Like your face makes me happy. And I'm just going to keep listening to all of your podcasts. So it feels like we're hanging out and, and we're going to Marco Polo this shit. Yes. Well, before we end, would you tell the listeners if they're interested in participating in sincerely the tarot, how they do that? Yes. So I'm sincerely the tarot on Instagram or sincerely the tarot at gmail.com. Those are two different ways you can contact me for reading. And again, books will be closed for September 
because I am taking an awesome tarot class that mm. is going to be so great for Sincerely the Tarot as well. But then I'll be opened back up after September. Cool. And so people would just, because I remember I just messaged you and I was like, how does this work? So mm-hmm. they'll just message I you. That. I know. Really like ground roots over there. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> email me, message me. People are like, are you going to send me an invoice? I'm like, ooh, no. Like, do you have Venmo or right. just can you PayPal me? So, you know, we'll see around all of that in the future. But right mm-hmm. now this is like just, yep, we talk and connect and orders right now are 10 bucks. I'm going to bump it to 11 to get that magic number in there. And I'm going to try at at least a year's worth of keeping those prices. I know saying like affordable is so subjective, but it matters to me that people can access a reading Mm -hmm. if possible. And again, reach out if you don't have the funds, because I would love to send you one anyways. Well, Jordan, I seriously can't thank you enough for you've given me so much today. Mm, right back at you. Well, I hope you don't get too overwhelmed with orders now because I think people are really going to like dig this episode. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's my absolute honor. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Jordan. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Jordan. And thank you as always to Andrea Clunder and Edwin Ruiz at the Creative Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for the album art photo, and Ben Mueller for our theme music. For more information on Jordan and Sincerely the Tarot, you can visit my website at www.headhearttherapy.com slash podcast. You can also find Conversations with the Wounded Healer on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. Bye-bye.